Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. My name's Andy Mitten and I'm studying glorious, sunny Stockholm. It's the afternoon of the game, it's 22 to 2. And I'm on the Gamlestad in the centre of the Swedish capital. I'm stood next to Dirty Neck. Uh, he's a grafter from Manchester and he's just getting a bit of gentle goading from Fuck you. somebody saying uh, United sucks and only Ajax and uh, I dare say that that young man wouldn't be so cocksure if you were with the mates who you used to hang around with John <laughs> he wouldn't give you football shoes Football, football has changed um, yeah. Dirty Neck when did you get to when did you get to Stockholm uh, what day is it today? Wednesday. Monday. Monday. And how's the trip been so far? What's been happening? <laughs> I can't remember much about it. I'm steaming every night. <laughs> you seen many Ajax about? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Here's a lot. There's as many Ajax as there is United. Any trouble? I've not seen any. I don't want to see any, to be honest with you. Good atmosphere. Great atmosphere. And with the, the Swedes, because there was a Stockholm derby as well, yeah, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was on Monday night. Yeah. Joe Garden and Icon. Um, you've been a United fan for a long, long time. How old are you now? 28? 28 plus VAT. 28 plus 40 years VAT. Yeah. 30 odd years VAT. <laughs> How are you feeling ahead of the game? Not optimistic, Andy, to be honest with you. you know, I don't trust this team. Honestly, I really don't. I, I hope I'm just being pessimistic, you know, being miserable and all that. But honestly, I can't. No, I can't. See, this team, this team Ajax, they're all trying to get in the shop window. You know what I mean? Where us? I don't know. I'm just not, not too sure. How are the scarves going? Oh, but steady. Yeah. Steady. Yeah, steady. How long have you been in this game? Oh, God. Day before he was born. So, you're from Gorton? You've followed United all your it. life? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's Gorton? A red or blue area? No, definitely blue. Really? Yeah, definitely blue. Yeah? Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah? Yeah. So, you see it when you go out in the pubs? It's, my, it's... Lo- my local pubs are blue. Pubs got all the gear all over the wall and everything. They've got the new Colin Colleen Bell Suites, which when I win the lot of these, it's going to be called the Nobby Style Suite. But it, and, and proper City fans who go to match? A lot of them do, but there's a yeah. lot of shirt wearers who watch it and throw things at the telly. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah. Oh, it's a good blue pub, yeah. Good, 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 solid fan base in there. And there's a few reds getting, don't get me wrong. But, uh, I know a few reds from Gorton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a blue area. Yeah. But I suppose St Mark's, who became City, oh, was West Gorton, yeah, were yeah. formed in West Gorton. Yeah, which is a red area. Right, <laughs> so. Gorton centre's blue. Yeah, and West Gorton swings more red. Mm. Um, how many countries you watched United in? I don't know. A lot. Oh, I've a seen lot. you. In, I reckon yeah. you've been over 30. How many European Cup finals or European finals? This will be me. The only one I've missed is 1968. Yeah. That's everyone since. With United, I've been, obviously been at one of ones selling these and all that, but. Uh, yeah, what's that? Four, five, this will be the sixth then, won't it? Yeah. 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 You, you talked about trust. Do you trust Mourinho to get it right? I can't think of anyone who could do the job other than Mourinho, to be honest with you. I couldn't think, I forget Guardiola, forget Klopp, all these names that were banded about. But he was a man who, who I'm, not, I'm not a lover of his style of football, obviously, because I grew up with my, my day. I really enjoyed Tommy Doherty's team, and no fear team. I like that kind of team. And Mourinho's pretty much the opposite to that, to be honest with you. But if he's a man who knows how to go and set up to win a game, I'm quite Martin Butcher here, by the way. I'm, I'm, uh, he's the man. He's the man. But, uh, 
Where does your name Dirty Neck come from? I wish I had a pound for every time I asked that. I don't even know myself. Well, if you say it on here, then yeah. everyone will, will hear it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know myself. Really? Probably because I had a Dirty Neck once or something like that. But how long have people been calling you Dirty Neck? I think I've got christened Dirty Neck. No, come on. You must have been like 10, 12. Something must have happened. Yeah. But funnily enough, I went to that Stretford End of Finger, didn't I? And he used to be called Bonehead when I was a kid. Right. And I've seen a kid I've not seen for years, he went bonehead right across the room. He's from Ashton, he's got a proper Ashton accent. You know Tommy Price. You know Tommy. But it was in me, he said bonehead and all that. And I'm like, like that. I'm looking around, I'm like that, me. So it was a nice shape. <laughs> what was the Stratford Enders do like oh, in Manchester? Absolutely brilliant. The first one I've been to that, I wouldn't, want another. I wouldn't miss another. And it was a lot of lads in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no, uh, nobody was kicking a blue or thing and all that. See, kind of songs. None of that was in there. No. No, it was good. It was, no one throwing beer at one at half time, nothing like that. It was good. Finally, score prediction. Ah, I just told you I'm not optimistic, so I, I take it on penalties. Even though that would do me all those writing, but. You know, but I, I, as long as we win, as long as we win, I, I, I'll complete it as well. I'd tell the bookie, I won't tell you, would I? If I knew the score. <laughs> I'll tell you the team now, that'll help your decision. Yeah. Right. Is it with me? See you in a bit, mate. Is that with the team? What? I'll show you the team. I'm not. I'm not putting in public. One second. Let me show you now. You're not allowed to get any reaction here because I think it still might be recording. One second. Just trying to get it up on here now. And, um, <laughs> one second. There we go. There's the team for today. Well, people will be listening to this after anyway. So yeah. the team I've been given is Romero, Valencia, Smalling, Blin, Damian, Pogba, Herrera, Fellaini, Mata, Rashford, Mkhitaryan. Was as good as any on as bad as pretty, pretty one which I would expect. It's, yeah, there's nothing that shot me on that team. No. no. I, I thought Rooney might have been, I'd give Rooney a start or something, but maybe Rooney can come on. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. care, mate. Nice to see you. Yeah. So, walking now through the Gamblerstad. I'm not sure where this podcast is going to go. Um, circumstances are different for a number of reasons. Uh, it's a final obviously after the events in, in Manchester on Monday night the tragic events where 22 people many of them youngsters lost their lives in our great city a lot more injured thoughts go out to the friends and the family of those people not even really comfortable talking about it because I don't think words can can, can help the situation I don't know um, so there are 10,000 official Ajax and official United fans through the allocations but of course there's lots lots more because uh, many fans got tickets in the UEFA ballot and I know a lot of United fans got tickets in the, in the ballot and tickets have not been that hard to get hold of the travel has been a bigger issue because Stockholm is not an international hub it's quite difficult to get to uh, well, it's difficult when 20,000 people try to arrive on the same day, but there's been a lot of charter flights and United fans are starting to arrive in the city in serious numbers now. Friends of mine just said they've been dropped at the ground, they're on their way into Central Station. So at the moment, the atmosphere is fantastic. There's uh, no animosity between the rival fans, and, and as Dirty Neck said, I, I hope it stays. Uh, that way so I'm just gonna walk around speak to as many people as possible for this podcast the podcast is supported by Red Army Bet 
Patreon.com. Thanks again for the support of our sponsors, which help us produce this podcast and have helped us produce it all season. Uh, there's scarf sellers on the streets. There's signage for the match. Uh, there's very, very low police presence so far. Just one of observation. But I'd expect things to gear up towards the game, which is held in the, the Friends Arena. That's about 20 minutes out the centre. 10, 12 minutes by train and then same again walking. In fact, it's a little bit longer because I, I came here in 2013 when United played a friendly game. I remember it, the 6th of August. I remember it being the day we were going to sign Cesc Fabregas. And I had really good sources on that. And it didn't happen for whatever reason. I was convinced, absolutely convinced, because I've been given information from, from both ends that United were going to sign Cesc. And Cesc was prepared to come. He'd spoken to David Moyes. And uh, I remember that more than the... The game itself, well, I do remember one other thing about it. I went out after the, after the game. One second. So, yeah, couple bumped into a couple of Reds. How's your name? Ray How from? you doing, Simon from Dublin. How's your trip been here, Simon? Yeah, pretty straightforward. We booked flights at the quarterfinal stage, so we got a good deal, and we flew in Dublin to Stockholm direct uh, yesterday, so all good. Enjoying a few points in the Stockholm sun. How are you feeling ahead of the game? Are you optimistic? Oh, I don't know. After the second leg against Celtic, it was pretty fucking grim. So What about after the first leg when it wasn't grim? Yeah, that was, well, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for that first leg. I'm hoping for like the, the Chelsea match. I hope we go out there, be a bit proactive, go at them. I think we've got the, the skill, we've got the ability. Um, hopefully, just got the belief. What's your name, where are you from? Uh, Steve. I'm originally from Manchester, but I live in Dublin. Um, yeah, no, uh, to be honest with you, I, I think... If we go on the front foot, I think we've got we've got a great chance. Um, we're probably better away from home this year anyway, um, away from Old Trafford. So, yeah, fingers crossed we do the do, you know, <laughs> and, and complete this fantastic day. Well, it is a fantastic day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How's, how's Stockholm been for you? It's been nice. It's, uh, you know, we're sailing down in um, Soldermalm, I think it is. It's quite enough down there, but we came in uh, to this part of town there last night into the old town. It was a bit lively. But um, no, no, it's, it's it's nice. It's expensive, but it's it's nice. The weather's out. <laughs> Shorts are on. <laughs> the travel is on. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for your time. All right. It's three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm in the old town, the Gamblerstad. It couldn't be a better day. The sun's shining. United fans are mixing with Ajax fans. Everyone's having a drink. There's uh, everyone's obviously really looking forward to the match. I'm sat on a table with a load of United fans. One of them, um, Harry, was on the podcast a few weeks ago. 15 years old. How on earth did you get to Stockholm? And I'm not. Don't turn around and say I got a plane. Are you not supposed to be at school? Yeah, I'm supposed to be at school. I've got one or two days off, and I got a plane from Manchester to Copenhagen, and I stopped over there for an hour and a bit, and then I from Copenhagen got to Stockholm, and then I met someone at the airport and got a taxi back to the hotel, and I've got family over here at the moment. Are you allowed to fly when you're 15? Do you not need like? wear a tag around your neck or something like that on some airlines they won't let you but some class an adult as anyone from 12 and above so you have to go with us you've actually looked really deeply into this haven't you yeah how are you feeling about the game tonight 
I'm nervous, but it's, I'm very excited for my first European away, and I just, I think we'll win it by one, uh, one goal. I hope, I hope we win it by more, obviously, but a win's a win. And what have you made of Stockholm so far? I know you keep looking at all these blonde-haired young ladies walking past in short skirts. I think it's, it's a very nice city, it's quite an old-fashioned city and it's all, it's very nice and the weather at the moment is gorgeous. Barry from Wrexham, how do you think United will go on tonight? You confident of a win? Uh, not confident, but I think they will get one. Um, in the sense that they'll probably grind it out and uh, win it in extra time or something ugly like that. Jos, how do you think United will go on tonight? Just score prediction, 1-0, 2-0. 2-1. Tom? 3-1, Rashford's first goal. United to win 2-1. Southie, who's going to win? Uh, United 4-0, but I've had a few beers. So. That's alright. What have you made of United this season? Shite. Not, not enjoyed it? No, no. What about Mourinho? Oh, ask someone else. <laughs> but you think United are going to win? Have some predictions for the United We Stand podcast, please. Score. 2-0 United. What have you made of United this season? Um, yeah, it's been all right. It's uh, it's 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 building to next season, I think. Do you think Jose is a man? Absolutely, yeah, of course. Well, I'd rather have uh, Jose than uh, Guardiola. Gunner, um, we're sat in a bar. There's a MUFC flag going up. It says Red Army, um, One Love. Um, you were talking just before about the girls in Stockholm could you just fill listeners into United We Stand yeah they're building well out here Shandy they're building well Montimber the fittest Um prediction for the game tonight 3-0 United 3-0 United Fellaini Hattrick you were saying that earlier no that. <laughs> <laughs> just introduce yourselves with a score prediction please what's your name uh, Jimmy Shit Jokes one all and we win on penalties your name's Jimmy Shit Jokes that's what you're known as <laughs> yeah <laughs> how, how did that name come about yes well, if you leave it on I'll tell you <laughs> go on then go fuck off <laughs> uh, what is the blade I think it's 2-1 but don't ask him more questions 2-1 <laughs> for which team both <laughs> I told you don't ask more questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Belarus. From Belarus? I thought you were from Stoke then with that. <laughs> um, uh, Jed, I think it'll be 2-0. Mkhitaryan first goal. What I'm making United this season. The football's a lot better to watch besides the last five weeks. He's getting there. We buy a goal scorer. We'll win the league next year. Butler. Call to come all the way from Tokyo. Tokyo branch. Tokyo firm. Uh, <laughs> with a Cockney accent. You've come from Tokyo, really? Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, you, you live over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you get from Tokyo <laughs> to <laughs> Tokyo last night to Bangkok to Bangkok to Stockholm? Well, I think Marino will park a bus. He'll be too scared against an attacking Ajax team. We'll go nil-nil at half-time, we'll get one, they'll get one, we'll go extra time and win it in the second half of extra time, and we'll all go into the Stockholm night, happy as Larry. Yeah. He'll get that winner, Rooney. It will definitely not be Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you can listen, there's a good mood among United fans, people are optimistic, they're having a great time in the sun, apart from some terrible music has just started playing in, in the background. I'm going to head up now towards... The, the ground, the Scandinavian Supporters Club are having a function, so I'm going to go and meet some Swedish Reds. 
Um, I've told Jesper Blomqvist is up there as well. I last came to I came to Stockholm to see Jesper in 2009. He's a, he's a very nice man, very gentle soul is Jesper. I think he's still scarred by Roy Keane bollocking him in Turin after, well, in Keane's eyes, giving him a bad ball. But as Blomqvist correctly said, it wasn't even a bad ball. But it did lead to a booking, which meant that uh, Roy Keane missed the final in Barcelona. But United managed to do okay without Keane just before I go up to uh, Stockholm. Tony, how do you think United will do tonight? Hopefully win 2-1, I think, though. Won't be easy. Won't be easy. Been speaking to everyone here about um, the game. How's your trip been so far in Stockholm? Long. That's all I can say because we came via Oslo one day. Right. So, yeah. what, did you fly from Oslo? Or we flew into Oslo Tor, which apparently is Oslo. No, it's, it's 72 not. miles no. from Oslo. You should know that. that it's like calling no. Ringway, Birmingham. Yeah. You know, you basically flow. That's like flying to Carlisle to go to Manchester. Exactly the same so thing. So you flew yeah. into Tor, giving it to Big Man, thinking we're, yeah, we're in Oslo. We save loads of money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. How long did it then take you to get into Oslo? Seven. Well, it took us seven and a half hours to drive to Stockholm, which is right. what we did. And when did you get to Stockholm? Got to Stockholm 1.30 yeah. on Tuesday morning. Right. And how's it been so far? Brilliant. Been really good. Great city. If you were describing Stockholm to a friend of yours in Manchester, yeah. how would you describe it and the people here? Well, I think the new town, you could be anywhere. You could be in Market Street in Manchester. It's, you know, it's an identical city. The old town where we've just come today is far better. And the glamour is off the charts. That's all we can say. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> just taken the underground a tram and walked from the centre of Stockholm to a bar close to the Friends Arena it took me over an hour and the bar is full of United fans there's a lot of fans from Scandinavian supporters club here from Denmark Sweden many from um, Norway and plenty from England as well uh, who've come and wanted a drink close to the ground close to the game. I've uh, just met a young man, what's your name? Orla. And you're from Norway? Yeah, from Norway, yeah, Oslo. So tell us about your trip from, from Oslo. Well, it took me six hours to get there. Train, plane, drive? I, I, I took the car. Okay, just, and you shared the driving? No, I just coming here by myself. So you've driven by yourself? I did by myself. What time did you set off from uh, Oslo? 7am this morning. And you're going to stay over? Yeah, I'm going to stay over. And how did you get a ticket? When did you get a ticket? How much did you pay for a ticket? Uh, I paid actually too much, I would say, but it's for me, it's just going to be a crucial match, so I want to be here. So I paid £800 for right. tickets. Wow. Uh, I bought it from uh, Subhub, which I think is hopefully it's going to be. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's going to be for your okay. your sake. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I can enter with this ticket, so uh, yeah, that's what I paid. Mm. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the match. How do you feel? Are you optimistic? I'm optimistic. Yeah, I am. We are we are favourites, so we we should win, and we have to win, of course, for the next year, uh, for the transfer and everything. So it's going to be a very crucial match for us. But I think we will win with probably one zero. How many games do you get to from Oslo in a typical season? Typical season is like six or seven games, which is in the last ten years, more or less. So you fly over to Manchester, yeah. just home games or away games? Normally it's home games, but I've also seen some away games. But yeah. They cost more, of course, so it's going to be... So that's like every six weeks you're flying to Manchester, more or less. More or yeah. less. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's not cheap, well, it's cheaper it's than it used cheap, to be. It's not cheap, but it's 
that's my yeah my goal for every year. I have to be there at, at least six times, and hopefully I'll get more than six uh, six times. So describe United's support in Scandinavia. Well, the Norwegian support is I think they're I don't know if they they're not vital for Man United, of course, but because it's a big big club. But I think it's we're quite many in total. Uh, it's compared over 40, to the, 000. yeah, it is. So it's quite many. So uh, that's paid up members. That's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's not just, likes on Facebook. No, it's paid up. Paid up. Like quite many. Yes, yeah. yeah, it is. But I think it's um, for me. It's uh, something. It's a part of my life actually, and I want to be a part of it. So, and uh, that's why I have to go over there at least six times a year. And you've met friends in Manchester from going so often do you get to know people normally I go with friends to see the matches of course uh, where do you stay in Manchester uh, different hotels actually yeah. where's the cheapest place we go uh, what do you think of Manchester as a city obviously I think, it, I think yeah but I, like, I think the city is quite amazing and what I heard is uh, the prettiest girls living in Manchester in, in England that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true, but it's. I think that's. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Manchester lad. I've never, I've never had any complaints. It's not that bad, actually. I, I ended up not marrying a girl from Manchester, but uh, I've no complaints. I'm getting onto dodgy ground here, especially if my wife's listening. But, I mean, yeah, uh, my mother is beautiful. My sister's yeah, yeah. beautiful. They're Manchester yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think it's. I like the place. Of course, it's, it has something to do with the club as well, but I think uh, Manchester is a nice city. I like the place, so what? if what, I could, what you like if about I, could I will stay there for one year, of course. What do you like about it? Apart from I, think the girls. It's, uh, I think it's uh, the size is perfect. It's more or less like Oslo, and you have everything you need. And uh, But of course, for me, when I go there, it's because of the club, of course. But I think it's... Oh, uh, music, girls, yeah, like, do, you I, chat, do you chat English girls up? <laughs> uh, How does a Norwegian one. chat a girl up? <laughs> I think I did once at the dancing floor. What did you say? Do you want some of my snuff? Yeah. What's, that, what's that thing you put in your yeah, mouth? Yeah, it's, it's snus. Yeah, it's tobacco you put in. Do you offer that out? Yeah. What, what's a Norwegian chat up like? She was up there. No, I, I said something <laughs> in Norwegian and she was like, she was sold. <laughs> so I guess she, she wants to just do something with some abroad, I guess. Well, good, good for you. And um, <laughs> give us a final prediction for the game tonight. A score? It's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough game. Um, hopefully, it's gonna be. Uh, I think that United will control the game, have the possession, definitely, uh, like six percent. But I think it's gonna be take maybe, probably six to seventy minutes before they, we score a goal. But it's gonna be happen. It's gonna happen. One nil. One nil. Thank you. Just. Yeah. Two minutes to half time in the Friends Arena in Stockholm and Manchester United are leading by one goal to nil with a goal from Paul Pogba. It's not been a classic first half. I'm sat with Jonathan Wilson, the football writer, writes for several publications. He's got a book coming out on 10 great Manchester United games in August. Jonathan, what have you made of the, the game so far? I think United have been pretty comfortable. I say I just like to attacking, so I may it be very silly, but I'm not. It's a pretty good United, so that's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, my, my expectation was they'd sit very deep and, and try and get behind the Ajax fullbacks. The, you know, Leon had a bit of success doing that. The fact that the, the Ajax left back, uh, Riedewald, is, is their third choice, I thought that might be a weakness. But then the fact he's picked Massa rather than Lingard, obviously looking for a more controlled approach. And the first 20 minutes, United played the whole game pretty much in the Ajax half, got the reward, they've dropped back since. 
but I think it's telling her how dominant United were in that first spell. For the first time, Casper Dolberg, the Ajax centre forward, touched the ball, was a kick off after Ajax had gone behind. So I think United have been pretty comfortable so far. Any United players impressed? Any disappointed? Um, I, I think Herrera always looks good in that, that position just in front of the back four. Just sort of very calm, very neat. Uh, yeah, spreads the ball around nicely. I think Ajax is struggling to deal with Fellaini. You know, he, he's, he, he just looks bigger than me and he's, you know, he uses his body better than any of them. So, um, you know, there's, there's been a couple of little runs from, from Traore and Eunice on the other flank where United have occasionally looked a little bit wobbly, but you know, the, the, I think they've got like, both of them in the top 10 most dribbles completed in the Europa League this season. You'd expect that. And I think generally it's, you know, it's, it's all looking pretty positive from the United point of view. So the half-time whistle is about to go. It's 1-0 tonight. There's been a, a good atmosphere inside the stadium. The Ajax fans applauded uh, during uh, a minute's silence for the victims of the Manchester massacre. And then United fans took over with a big chant of Manchester la 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 and Manchester. And then we'll never die. The half-time whistle has just gone. Um, very comfortable for United as it was in Vigo um, and as it was in the first half in, in Brussels against Anderlecht where in both cases United played much better away from home than they did at Old Trafford in, in the second leg so so far so good for, for Manchester United I'll join you after the game It's one o'clock in the morning I've just come out the Friends Arena in Stockholm the Manchester United bus has just left, uh, gone straight back to, to the airport. It's a specially designed bus with uh, coming home. Home is spelt as in Stockholm. Some of the players were banging on the bus and banging on the windows and I watched them all walk through the mix zone. That's where I've been for the last two hours. And they were, uh, they had these grey suits on covered in champagne from the celebrations they all looked in a brilliant mood and it's great to see Josie Mourinho greeting old friends with a real enthusiasm obviously he's just won the, the Europa League but I think we saw it when his son ran on the pitch and jumped on his dad and I saw him speaking to friends who's known from Portugal and it was just a really nice nice thing to see uh, I'm obviously happy because, even though I don't sound it, because I'm absolutely knackered because I've been awake for 20 hours. Because uh, United have won the Europa League and it's a, it's a massive uh, trophy to win. Gets us in the Champions League, means that we can call this season a success. And it's the first time that we've won, won the trophy. And yet, there's still a real feeling of confusion, of sadness, because of the events in Manchester on Monday night I thought it was brilliant when the United fans were singing Manchester Manchester will never die and it was really emotional but people did die didn't they kids lost their lives there's all these cleaners around here now stadium taxis and still queues of people the big clean up operations starting in this part of Stockholm and much as everyone is talking about the events they don't really know what to say 
man's just walked out in front of a car there. And I find it quite confusing because it is only a game of football. It matters. It's, it's a huge part of all of our lives, the people who listen to this. And yet people have died in, in Manchester this week. And I don't know whether the reality is going to hit when you get back after the season's finished. There's no football. We start seeing the funerals. I don't know what's going to happen. But And, and when the game was on didn't really think about it, singing songs and then the United then was singing very proudly, I just, I just think it's, it's very very sad, there's a lot of confusion um, and if winning helps some people then great but I don't know whether it will and I feel like it's been a, a, a great day in United's history in a, in a terrible week And I'm looking forward to next season. I'm looking forward to going to Macedonia for the Super Cup. Um, so having a little walk around Stockholm tomorrow and seeing some people. Hopefully it's getting a little, a little bit of, of, of sleep. And to continue with the podcast, I know it sounds like I'm on a massive downer here. Uh, just probably yeah, exhausted. But th- thanks for listening it's not the end of the podcast because I do intend to speak to some people tomorrow I want to speak to some IX fans get them on the podcast I not mind speaking to some Swedish people as well to see what they made of Manchester United in their, their country and we'll do some podcasts over the summer as well this isn't saying goodbye apart from anything there's a load of games there's a pre-season in America I'm going to go there I'm going to go to Oslo and to Dublin and then to Macedonia so for tonight Manchester United are the 2017 Europa League winners Uh, for the game I feel that um, United had control without having most of the possession I don't think it was a classic performance but I don't think United ever felt seemed in much danger I don't think Ajax would have scored all night and it was a Mourinho performance. He knew he had to get a result and he got a result. And I think Herrera got man of the match. I thought Fellaini played well too. I've just seen him walk through the mix zone. He looks buzzing. I was pleased for him because he's, he's had a lot of stick. And he really seemed to enjoy the celebrations at the end. Sergio Romero as well. And that's all good. And they've dedicated the win to the to victims of people who, who've died in the Trust City in Manchester this week and and that's all good but there's still this big cloud hanging over this week a bittersweet week a week of very mixed fortunes it's the day after the game and I'm in Stockholm Uh, it's another beautiful day I'm just heading back to the airport just bumped into and been talking to a couple of uh, Swedish gentlemen who are not fans of either club but they decided to travel from Gothenburg and make the four-hour journey to Stockholm for the final they got tickets as, as neutrals um, why did you do that what was the attraction it was a very big final for, for in Sweden for the first time in many years and we are uh, we like English football and we want to see a good game which English football teams do you like I like I prefer Western United why 
I think that it was in the 70s and 80s when they won the FA Cup and they had uh, nice colors at the shirts and so on. And after that, I began to read more about the club and I liked the, the academy and the way of playing football and their social responsibility and all of those things. Are there many West Ham fans in, in Gothenburg? I know there's a lot of Manchester United fans there. It might be about 50, I say. Yeah. And... and- You've been over to West Ham, you've watched them play live, or did you just, just watch on television? I've seen them at Upton Park six or seven times, and I say seen them away against Chelsea once. So it, I think I've seen them seven to ten times about that. Why is English football so popular in Sweden? In the 60s and the 70s, and the 80s as well, they showed a game a week in Swedish television. I think it's from there. You could ask anyone in Sweden, they have... Favorite English team. It could be Wolverhampton. It could be Stoke. It could be all those teams. What did you make of the event at the Friends Arena um, with uh, Manchester United and Ajax? What did you make of the performance from United, the atmosphere, uh, and and Stockholm staging the event in general? I think the atmosphere was great. It was respectful between the fans from Ajax and Manchester United. It was loud all the game. The Friends Arena, I think it's very good. It was the first time I saw football there. I've been there to concerts before. Uh, I think the arena is great, but it's very hard to get there from the cities of Stockholm. Yeah, it took me well over an hour to get from the Gamla stand. Is that right? Yes. There was a 20-minute walk, a a tube ride to the wrong Solna, another half-an-hour walk. It, It could have been easier, but I do think people left a lot of time. Although 50 minutes before kickoff, I looked at the Ajax section. It was completely full. And then I looked at the United section, and it was probably 20% full. But I don't think that's anything to do with transport logistics. No. I think that's just British people wanting more time drinking beer. Because I tweeted that out, yeah. and my responses were like, what's wrong with that? Why would you want to be in a stadium before the game? Yeah. The stadium's not going to move anywhere. Yeah. Anyone who gets in a football ground an hour before is a weirdo. So <laughs> that, that made clear. Um, so you, you've... From uh, Gothenburg, you support um, West Ham. Do you follow IFK as well? Yes, I do. I have a season ticket holder. Can you remember anything about a game in November 1994? I'm giving you a chance to glow here yeah. because I was there. Yeah. Not only was your city freezing, but Jesper Blomqvist, who I saw yesterday, he's a great guy, Jesper. He was speaking to United fans before the game. He played rather well that night. Yeah, he did. It was his performance. He was very good those years. But as a, he was a former IFK Göteborg player, and, but after his professional career in Europe, he went back to Stockholm, and we don't like that. Ah, so uh, Jesper's a little bit less popular because he went back to, yeah. to play in, in Stockholm. Um, do you think Jose Mourinho, I mean, you're clearly a big football fan, do you think Mourinho will get Manchester United back to winning football's biggest honours? If I should be fair, there are a gap between Manchester United and the top, top clubs now. They have a few players who is there. Who? But then I think that Pogba is there, uh, yesterday especially. And uh, of course, I'm Swedish. If Slatan stays, he's there. And I, I think, I know that uh, Fellaini is not that popular in Manchester United, but I think he did a great game yesterday. Plenty of people were singing Fellaini's name after the game. I predicted that he'd score a hat-trick. I've done that the last four games now. It's not quite happening for him yet, but he will score soon. Maybe maybe score two. Uh, who do you support? 
Uh, yesterday or average? Uh, which nah. which English team do you support? Nah. Tottenham Hotspurs and and AFK Gothenburg. Yeah, of course, uh, Gothenburg. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about Zlatan's popularity in in Sweden? He's probably the best footballer this country's ever produced. Although in the sixties there was a brilliant striker in Italy. Yeah, um, it was yes. Who, who was that? Yeah. yeah, and he, he yeah. I mean, people said at the time he was one of the best free centre forwards in yes, the world. Yeah. It's impossible to argue who, who was better. But no. tell me about Zlatan. Does everyone in Sweden love him? Does anyone dislike him? No, he's a little bit controversial because uh, he's uh, have <laughs> he's a very very big personality, and um, I think most little bit older people don't like him because he's too much uh, sometimes. You know, it's uh, he, he talk about himself in third person, person Slatan is king, and so on. And I think that's not so popular. Ever, no. I mean, that's a bit weird even in English for people yes. to talk about themselves <laughs> yes. in in the third person. Yeah. But he is brilliant. He is brilliant, and he's absolutely Swedish most uh, best player ever, and uh, one of the Europe's best player, I think. Yeah. Why did you go to the game? Why did you, I assume, take time off work to go and watch two teams who, who you didn't support? Yeah. Actually, we are football supporters as um, since many many years, and this was a chance to see a big final in Sweden. It's very very seldom, and we also have been to FA Cup final in London. We have been to. World Cup semi-final and so on, but uh, this was a very good opportunity and two very famous teams, Manchester United and Ajax. Yeah. You saw United fans with your own eyes, you've read the newspapers today in Stockholm. Yeah. What's been the reaction to the behaviour of the United fans, to their influence on the city of Stockholm on a couple of very beautiful days? Yeah. I think there was been before it has been a little bit worried because of hooligans and so on. But I think that people had been positively impressed about United fans. They were singing and they were drinking, but with responsibility. Yeah. I walked to the ground, and one of the guys who sells tickets on the street said to me, "Just be careful up there. There's big groups of Ajax hooligans." And I walked up there, and I didn't really see big groups of Ajax hooligans, if I'm honest. Um, but there were there were there were there were people there who, if there was trouble, would probably have have liked it and joined in. I know there were Ajax fans, but what changed the mood was the arrival of Paul Pogba's friends and family who yeah. came into the stadium. Yeah. Twenty of them, all with United shirts on, all with Pogba six on the back. I couldn't say they were walking; they were like dancing the way yeah. into the stadium. <laughs> and even the the Swedish police horses sort of looked around to say, "What on earth's going on here?" But yeah. I, I I mean. I watched Pogba go up to the United end afterwards, dancing his own dance. Yeah. What What do you think of him? Yeah. Is uh, first of all, he's a very talented player, of course, and he's also a very big personality, and a lot of self confidence and uh, very relaxed. You seen even before the game, he was there waving to the people and uh, applauding to them and so on. So very, very, very relaxed, very calm, as well as confident. Yeah. So finally, you said that you're you're a Tottenham fan, yes. and I know you've gone to Tottenham games for many years. Tottenham finished many many points ahead of Manchester United uh, this season. Finished second in the league, yes. but didn't win anything. Manchester United have won two trophies yes. plus the Community Shield. Who's had the better season? Oh, that that's a typical Tottenham thing. Thing uh, we are very very good, played very good, um, had a great season, but. We didn't want anything this year either. No. Are you confident you can keep hold of your players? Because I'm sensing now agents are talking to their favourite mm. journalists and saying, 
he might not be happy. They're linking players to Manchester United, even when Manchester United are not interested no. in them. No. And the root of the problem is yeah. is money. Mm. I don't I don't I don't think the word problem is the correct one because they're complaining that their clients are only getting paid one hundred thousand pounds a week. But <laughs> but Manchester United can play two or even three times more than, yeah. than Tottenham. Are you worried that you're not going to be able to keep hold of Harry Kane, Deli Alley, or do you have faith in the new stadium and and Levy being a very, very good negotiator? Uh, at the moment, we're very self-confident that we can keep all the players, but uh, according to the history, we know that, um, for instance, Mikey Carrick in United, yeah. Dimitar Berbatov. Yeah, that's the way. we know that. Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham as well, yeah. We know that. We have a history that um, players... You, uh, Maybe they go to Real Madrid for one or two seasons and to Manchester United or maybe Liverpool or something. But um, I'm not surprised if Cairo Kane played in Man United for two or three years. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Back at Arlander Airport, just bumped into some Ajax fans. What's your name, mate? Where are you from? Gelfin Klein from Amsterdam. Um, commiserations for, for the result last night. What did you make of it? What's your trip to Stockholm been like? Yeah, it was it was okay. The fans were good. Uh, it was a good party before the game, uh, but yeah, the match it was not good for us. What did you do before the game? Where did you go? Uh, to the Ajax fans on drink some pints. Uh, it was expensive, but yeah, it doesn't matter if you're in Stockholm. Were you surprised at, at the result, or did you think that your team could beat Manchester United? Um, yeah, after the match, I'm not surprised. Uh, Manchester scored a lucky goal. Uh, but yeah, after the lucky goal, 1-0, uh, they parked the bus, it's Mourinho's tactic and yeah, we couldn't handle it. Which Ajax players impressed you? Because you've got your central defender 17 years old. No? Yeah, yeah, he's a good talent, but uh, all the players from yesterday weren't good. No so one. that was one of your more disappointing performances. Yeah. yeah. And if you, you do, you go to a lot of the games. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You have a season ticket. Yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, long run, long run. Yeah, in arena, of course. Yeah, um, yeah first. Um, yeah, I do call it. Tribute um, uh, tier. Yeah, central and, tier. And um, you go to away games. Yeah. Everyone, national and uh, international. Do you? Yeah. So in the Europa League this year. Yeah, Lyon three weeks ago. Uh, Warshaw. Yeah. So, so the game is obviously not been good. Tell us about some of the better moments in your Europa League run. Where was yeah. the best trip to go on? Uh, yeah, Lyon and Schalke. Yeah, yeah they were very uh, good. We had, we had some uh, lucky in Lyon a couple of weeks ago, and in uh, Gelsenkirchen at Schalke. Yeah, there were moments unforgettable. How many Ajax fans went to those games? Yeah, it um, sold out every game. Uh, so in uh, Gelsenkirchen, Schalke, there were 2,600. Uh, Lyon, a couple of weeks ago, 2,800. Yeah, and now 10,000. Maybe more on the, on the central tiers. In the, yeah. There was a good relationship, I think, between United and Ajax fans in Stockholm. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, no, no fight. Just hanging around with each other. Yeah, no trouble. And uh, as a United fan, I'd like to thank you for applauding during the... Uh, well, it started off as a silence and then everybody started applauding yeah. the victims of the... It was the... a weird moment because uh, the players uh, were silenced and in the beginning everyone was uh, clapping and then it was silence and then was clapping again, so it was weird. There wasn't a minute, minute of silence, there was a half a minute of silence, half a minute clapping. 
if I ask you to look back at this season, has it been better than you thought? Because at the start of this season, I don't think Ajax were particularly fancy. You had a very young team. Yeah, the beginning of the season was shit. Uh, we lost in the fourth uh, qualified from the Champions League from Rostov. Uh, you've beat it. Um, yeah, but this year it was better than last year and the year before. Uh, but still, no prize this year. So, yeah. A, a, a strong challenge for the league next season, you think? Yeah, probably. If we uh, get this team together, to, uh, next year we will be champions for sure, 100%. And you can still play in the Champions League? Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard. Ajax and qualifiers aren't good. What do you think of Manchester United? Maybe I should break it down. Yeah, I the think fans. If, yeah, the fans are good. But if you, uh, um, yeah, how do I can I say, yeah, if you spend 300 million pounds in this team and you play football like this, that's not good. That's not good. What about the club? The history of the club? Yeah, the history is good, of course, with Sir Alex Ferguson. But now, uh, with Mourinho, Mourinho is, yeah, we don't like Mourinho. And, um, no one. If you could choose three Man United players to play for Ajax, for Ajax. Now, you can sign them tomorrow. Yeah, Pogba, Slatan, and yeah. Rashford or Martial. So Zlatan was a big hero? Yeah. Um, you're flying back to Amsterdam now? Uh, no, we fly to Oslo. Yeah. Uh, we have um, a stop of 12 hours and we fly tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, back to Amsterdam. Um, have a safe trip yeah, and it's been lovely to, to, to speak to you and uh, thank no you for your time. And No problem. I hope you um, win the league next year. I think you've, there's a lot of good in that football team, so yeah, I, I wish you well. So. so that's it for this podcast. We will do some podcasts over the summer, not twice a week as we have been doing. Uh, Stephen, some of the, the lads who've been selling the mag and have been doing a really good job on the podcast this season, they're going to meet up. Uh, I plan to do a couple of things which will be of interest. Maybe I'll do some podcasts around them. And as I said earlier on, I'll be at all the pre-season games. And there's now a lot of pre-season games because United will play in Los Angeles, Salt Lake City, Houston, Santa Clara, Washington, Oslo, Dublin, Skopje. And that's it for the moment. I think that's probably enough. Um, got a European Super Cup against Juventus or Real Madrid, which... I think United should take that very seriously, and I'm sure Mourinho will, more seriously than Sir Alex Ferguson did, because it's still the European Super Cup, it's another trophy, and Mourinho is a man who likes his trophies. Thankfully, we finished this season by winning two trophies, the Europa League, the EFL, and the Community Shield as well, and that makes this season a success for Manchester United. Until next time, goodbye.